Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello. Here we go again. Yeah, we're back for another week of the RGM podcast. My name's Carl Maloney. Welcome to home. <laughs> well, I like to mess about. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another show. Yeah, last week's show with Rich Wilson was an absolute joy. I know quite a lot of people have been uh, listening to it as well. It, 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 yeah, a little, a few technical apologies this week on, with the old podcast. Uh, we have moved it from one host to a cast. And a couple of teething issues as it all transferred over, but it all sorted itself out in the end. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, sorry if anybody got affected. Some of the shows, like, doubled up and it looked weird on Apple for some people. Um, some shows disappeared for a bit and then they came back. But it's all on there now. It's all up and running nicely. Uh, the main reason we moved it to Acast is uh, there's a lot of, like, tools that you can use to uh, promote the videos and stuff. And it does help the Patreon as well. So coming up soon on the Patreon, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to be able to get this episode quicker. I don't know if that's going to excite you in any way or not. Um, but yeah, we're trying to build the Patreon. Um, so the show is available on there if you're interested in getting involved early. We're just developing it. I'm still learning the system and getting my head around all of that. Um, but yeah, we're just hoping to bring a lot more content out with you on there. Just share, you know, appreciate all the support that you give us by giving you back some more stuff. Yeah, but exciting last couple of days, actually, as well. And I'll tell you about it. I had a phone call from a... Not an email, actually, from a producer for BBC Radio 1. Um, it's Arctic Monkey season. They've got a new album out, so... Uh, I must be on some kind of register. You can make your own jokes there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on some kind of media register somewhere, and my name keeps being emailed and getting involved with like early days of the Arctic Monkeys chats which is great I, I love doing it uh, and they gave me a call we had a little Zoom and there's, there's got to be something coming up on Radio 1 soon all about it and I was just talking about the lads and that you know early days and that kind of stuff uh, so that, well, that was fun enjoyable might even hear my voice on Radio 1 I'd never heard thought I would see the day uh, they probably won't use me but <laughs> whatever it's on there you've got to be in it to win it haven't you yeah, so, um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the RGM Experience podcast. It's going to be a little bit different for you today. Today's guest, ladies and gentlemen, is Alfie Templeman. Now, just a, a young lad taking the music industry by storm. We're very excited to bring it to you. And we're going to hear a different voice today on the podcast as well, ladies and gentlemen. Doing the interview today is Aaliyah Dublin. 
sure you'll give her a, a warm welcome to the show. Um, you know, she, she's... She, she makes the... Do you know the uh, videos that we put to promote this podcast on the reels and stuff like that? She makes those for us. Um, and she's studying media at Sheffield Hallam um, University. You know, learning her craft and she wants more experiences. So we've been helping her out, putting her in touch with people and she's going to be covering some live gigs for RGM Live as well. All exciting stuff. It's all about giving people a chance in it and giving them an experience in this industry. So Aaliyah is interviewing Alfie Templeman coming up in the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you to Aaliyah for, you know, being part of the team. You're very much appreciated and uh, we love having you part of the RGM family, Aaliyah. Thank you. Yeah, people of the podcast, show your love as well in the comments and let's spur Aaliyah on. Could be the next... uh, media personality that's out there in the world one day yes it's all been go the interview with Alfie Templeman today was recorded backstage at his Leeds show at Leeds Beckett Student Union uh, Alfie started in the, uh, the in the pop industry when he was 13 and had over 2 million uh, listeners on Spotify so he's probably been made about a fiver out of his music joking of course like six quid or something. <laughs> so that interview is coming up very soon. So how have you been doing this week, guys? I'd just like to ask how you doing. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this week's looking a little bit different. We've booked some amazing guests coming up on the podcast. I, 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 it's people are asking us more these days. It's growing. I, I love it. And to bring a podcast out every week is, it's a lot of work. It's a big commitment. It's one I'm very committed to and it's not going to change. We're going to be around for a while, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, I just wanted to, um, you know, embrace uh, a new look to the podcast just for this week with Aaliyah taking on the show. Uh, Stay in touch with RGM throughout the week. We've got loads of stuff coming up. We've got a track by track of the Battery, Battery Farms new album that's coming out later on in November and I spent a bit of time with the lads interviewing them, talking about each track so each track is going to be coming out on RGM this week, uh, the, for track 1 and 2 are already out, so 3 or 4 and <laughs> up to 10 or whatever it is are all coming out, really interesting stuff, really interesting band um, yeah so that's all coming up, loads of reviews, loads of music um, just stay in touch, loads of entertainment for you, the music loving people so let's crack on with the guest, eh? Alfie Templeman, no less, ladies and gentlemen. Aaliyah, take it away, mate. What do you normally do backstage? Is this like the, the normal environment? What kind of, what do you get up to? <laughs> Basically making as much mess as possible by by what you just saw. Yeah, um, yeah trying, trying to actually eat healthily. Um, wow. It's not working so far. We just had a Nando's, didn't we, Pete? It was a dream. But Josh is eating sushi, mm-hmm. and then the other guy. What, Cam? What did you have? What, sorry? what food did you eat earlier? Oh, it was like this oh. vegan Chinese food. He had oh, vegan Chinese amazing. food. What was it called? Was it like Watan? 
or something. I don't know. I don't know what it was, mate. It was really. It was the best vegan Chinese food I've ever had. I need that. Yeah. Good. That's what I. That's what I'll get after this. Yeah, I do like some Chinese food actually. That'd be nice. Yeah. Just about now. To be fair, it is looking quite healthy. You've got like the oat milk going. So the ride is good. Actually, muesli bars. Yeah, we've actually we've actually made sure the ride is like moderately healthy. So we've got like pita bread is like the only carbohydrate. I think. Wow. Yeah. Come that's on. Like Gluten-free right. diet. Yeah, literally. Yeah, just plenty of vegetables. Yeah. Like, lots of hummus. Mm -hmm. Mostly vegan. Cool. Um, so you've obviously started quite young, and you're still only yeah. 19. Um, do you have like pros and cons of starting young? Like, is there things that you love about it? Things that are hard? Well, I guess like you just when you start young, you don't really know what it's going to be like. I suppose you never do anyway because it like. I guess when you're older, you're a bit more self-aware as well. So, like, I feel like that's a pro and a con because you can just, like, you don't criticise yourself too much when you're younger, I suppose. And then you look back at yourself later on and, like, I have my songs that I like and that I don't like. But, um, yeah. like, when you're younger, you're just like, oh, I'll just put out anything. I'll just quickly belt out a song <laughs> yeah. and put it up. So that's, like, that's the good part. But also, like, I feel like, you know... Young, young people being exposed to social media is always going to like not be the best thing in the world. Like yeah. you have to be careful with it. So I used to be on it quite a lot, and it's just like, I guess yeah, it could be kind of like a scary place. Yeah. Like, but um, yeah, just like you get negative comments and hate now and then, mm. but you just have to ignore that. So yeah, is that how you kind of deal with that? Just ignore it. Yeah, a bit? yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like I've probably got a lot better at it, at it like recently. I used to be terrible at it, and I'd like delete social media. Mm. But I feel like that just makes people want to do it more. Yeah, hundred percent. So, yeah. When did you kind of realise that this isn't just a passion? Like you can do it as a career. Um, I think it must have been. <laughs> It's probably about 2020 when I was like, oh, I actually have a good shot at this. But then again, it was like, I feel like 2020 was quite confusing for everyone. Like, you never yeah, really knew if what you were doing. Yeah, exactly. You never really knew if what you were doing is like, is secure or guaranteed for like a long period of time. So, yeah. Yeah. But when I did, um, there was an EP I did in 2020 called Happiness to Look Reform. And that's when I was like, oh, mate, like, these songs are actually gaining some traction. Like one of yeah. the songs got on FIFA, and I was like, "That's pretty cool." Mm. Then just the the title song itself, "Happiness to Reform," was like doing good. It was getting on radio and stuff, and yeah. so we just yeah. I was just like, yeah, I actually might have a shot at it here. Like mm. maybe I just need to keep writing more songs, and then I did. And then the, ne the year after that, like the next record I did, like happened to like do good. Yeah. And then this one did as well. And then yeah, I guess <laughs> it's still like. I think it, it like every year you're like, oh, is I, can I can I make it to next year? Can I keep going? Like, yeah. am I still relevant? Like, because I feel like nowadays music moves so quickly as well, mm -hmm. and like the next thing is in like 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 after a few months. Yeah, like, that's true. Like no one's even talking about running up that hill now, but a few months ago it's like the <laughs> biggest song in the world. Point, Do you get yeah. what I mean? Like, mm. it's happening so quickly. I think everyone got annoyed at that song though. Like, yeah, but that's the so thing played. with that's yeah exactly. But that's the thing with TikTok and the thing with just like people yeah. overplaying songs. Yeah. Like, what's the biggest song now? I don't know. Like bad habit, I suppose. Yeah, I probably yeah. that. Um, like it just things move on so quickly and then it gets ruined. Yeah. So you're kind of scared of that, I guess. But I think like people have definitely always liked your stuff because I remember I went on. Um, I saw Sundara Karma live and mm. was supporting them, and I saw so many people there who were just there for you. So wow! Like, what back then? Back in 2019. Yeah, like I was. Still, <laughs> I met loads of girls Shit. in the queue, and they were like, "Yeah, we're actually just there for Alfie." Really? Yeah. Well, that was like that was a very early days show. Mm. That was like. 
Oh god, they yeah. followed you as well. They'd like gone on every yeah. thing you were doing. Like, really? Because yeah. we only, we did we did how many shows did we do with Sundara? We did Brixton and maybe a couple more. But it was never that many. I remember the first like couple shows we did, like as just by solo thing was with Gus Dapperton as well. Okay. He was yeah. a really cool singer. Mm -hmm. Um and then we did Sundara afterwards and that was really good, but yeah, that's actually really crazy because <laughs> I remember when we, yeah, doing Brixton was really cool to see people like, we had a song called Yellow Flowers and it's like a really slow song and people were moshing to it and that, that was Amazing. like really funny that to me Britain for no reason. In a exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, I've heard you learnt the guitar like backwards or upside down. Or yeah, well, yeah, it's because my, my dad's left-handed. Okay. So it's like growing up, I was like, oh, okay, like I want to learn the guitar. And I was like, fuck yeah, there's tons of guitars. Oh, sorry for swearing. No, um, cool. I was like, yeah, there's so many guitars. And then I realised that my dad, like, he's left-handed, I'm right-handed, so I couldn't mm. really play any of them. I was like really upset about that. Yeah. So I just like basically decided, I, it's not like I'm playing it like left-handed, like it's yeah. in my hand left-handed. It's like I take a left-handed guitar and play it like in yeah, the position like, of a right-handed guitar, like right, just upside okay. down. And then. Yeah, I did that for a while, and then just used his, yeah, you know, I used his like Squire guitar, and then he had like a really cheap bass as well, <coughs> and I kind of just played it with a pick, mm. which you're not meant to do apparently. Basses <laughs> get really upset at you for that. Oh, um, and then yeah, I kind of just put the bits together, um, and I also played drums like that was my main thing, oh, like, yeah. playing drums. Mm. I got taught at drums, but everything else I just myself basically yeah a bit of piano but that was all from just like using garage band basically oh, okay. just going <laughs> yeah. duh, 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 duh. but you've only got like I think it's like 10 keys so you okay. if you're recording chords you can only put like three notes at once and then you have to go back and edit it and add more oh, and then wow, change the sustain and the ve velocity of the notes yeah. to make it not just sound like it's really square mm -hmm. so I feel like yeah, like I was learning production just off the top of my head of just like guessing things and going, oh, something doesn't sound right here, and wow. just like trying things out. Yeah. So when you went to like a right-handed guitar, yeah, was that hard? <laughs> no, no, it was way easier actually. It oh, was like okay. it was just like makes sense. I made it easier for myself basically just yeah. by like doing something so stupid, like by learning it backwards. And then yeah. my dad, I was lucky like few Christmases later my dad got me a normal guitar so oh, it's the same thing as um, Pete over there was saying the other day he learnt all of the parts for the everything everything songs in a really <laughs> cold barn so it was really hard for him to play the notes on the, on the keys but when he played it live it was really easy because his hands were warm well, it's the same thing good, as that good like advice though yeah just exactly make it harder yeah like, make it harder the and then by the time you actually do the op like the normal thing it's easy yeah, yeah. perfect yeah. so what what do you like doing outside of music what other um, films. I like films a lot, okay. and um, I had a massive GTA phase like a couple oh, of years yeah. ago, where I'd I just like sit at home, <laughs> yeah, and play San Andreas for hours. Yeah. Um, but films. I love watching films. Um, I'm also like I'm into a bit of geography, like mm -hmm. random bits and pieces like that, and like also philosophy and stuff like that. Oh, that's quite cool. But I'm not clever at all, unfortunately. So right, I, well, I'm only good at it to a certain degree. But clever in your in your field. Though, it's like you know? it's all things that are like just random things that intrigue you. Do you get what I mean? Like yeah. things that you just like naturally want to learn about. Yeah. Rather than yeah. anything that you'd sit through at school and be forced to learn. Yeah, I think. I had to like yeah, I had to fall back in love with the things that in school the way they taught it to you 
it just didn't hit me. But then I actually went mm -hmm. back and thought, oh, there's some things that I actually like about it. It's just the way, I didn't really yeah. agree with the way that they taught it, if that makes sense. But, yeah, I feel yeah. like that's happened for me loads. Like, yeah. Things click after you've left. Mm. You're like, wow, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that's happened so many times, like, the last few years. I think, especially, like, being on tour and when you're in a bus or, like, a plane for a long time and you just got so much time with yourself. Like, yeah. just sit and do things like that. Mm. Yeah. So your new album, you wrote that, like, was it during Covid and sort of after yeah. that period? What's yeah. that kind of, like, based on and your experiences in that album that you've put in there? Well, it's, there's so much, like, it's, because the time period of making it was so long, there's so much going on, like, I started it, like, the very start of 2020, mm -hmm. and finished it, like, halfway through 21. Right. So, like, so much changed yeah. through that period. It's such a... I'd say it's a pretty versatile album. Perhaps the production is similar throughout, but like in terms of the sounds and yeah. the songs, yeah, it's like a simple album in terms of lyrical content and things. But it's just like fun songs that I was making. I wasn't taking myself too seriously with it. Yeah. Like I was just making an album, like having fun with it. Mm. So I think overall, it's just like, yeah, it's just songs that I was making in my bedroom. Half of them were at least, and then the other half, it was like the freedom of going back outside and working with people. So I think it's yeah. quite juxtaposed in terms of like. You can hear the songs where they're a bit more low-key and like me sat in a room kind of like crying or whatever and then yeah. the songs that are like done like there's no studios involved like no studios it's mm. like just recorded at other people's houses if I if I didn't oh, that's pretty it. cool I think. yeah yeah because I don't like I don't really like studios there's like a couple that I like but mm. most of the time I'd rather just like record in a room with your mates kind of yeah. thing and do it like that I feel like you can bounce off each other more like yeah. that way yeah because you're in a better environment it's yeah. like and also, like, there are some studios where um, you're in, like, a very beautiful place and I feel like that just makes you think you're writing a good song when you're actually not. It's like, yeah. if you give me just, like, a... Like, for example, the reason why I like writing in my bedroom is because I'm so used to it that I have to craft magic out of a song to enhance the room kind of thing. Yeah, Like, okay. it's like, I'm, you know, you're so used to your house, you're so used to your home, it's nothing special. So mm. if you feel, like, a really good vibe out of the song you've made in your bedroom, then you must be doing something something right because yeah. it's lit up the whole room all of a sudden and it feels like something new. I feel that's a really cool way to look at it actually. Yeah, I well that's that's precisely why I don't use studios because yeah. like I'm not just trying to use a place I'm not trying to use somewhere else to enhance the experience. I'm trying to use my own mind to like find something that just enhances the place I'm in. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Oh that's perfect. So <laughs> this year you've kind of like you've done a lot of festivals, you've gone also around the world. Mm. Um, is there anything that stood out, any like memories or people you've met, I guess, through the industry? Oh man, where do we start on that? That's, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess there's a lot of stories, really. I mean, yeah, to this year we've, it's literally been a world tour as far as I'm concerned. Like, yeah. we've gone everywhere. Um, but Australia was really cool. We went on tour in Australia with the Wombats, and I thought oh, they were really nice. They were really nice guys. guys yeah. Ever. Yeah. I'm glad because like I really like them. So yeah, well that's good. Not, yeah, yeah, no, they're awesome. And um, what was really cool about that is I think I think that tour in particular it showed us that we need to like be a bit more careful on tour and um, like look after our bodies a bit more. Yeah. They had like good catering, they had good food. Uh, they oh my god, the food. Yeah, the food was great. Um, yeah. They just they just knew what they were doing because they're like in their forties now yeah and they've been in it for so long that it's just like oh yeah i'll follow whatever you're doing you're the expert here <laughs> yeah they've so, got it sorted yeah exactly so they were kind of like our guide to mm. how to tour properly yeah which we probably need to get back to doing <laughs> oh yeah steaming yeah steaming before a show 
not that kind of steaming. Okay, yeah. right. Not get, not <laughs> the healthy steam. kind. Not getting steamed. <laughs> no, that's cool. It's nice to have like sort of a guide. I yeah. Guess. Um, yeah. But your gigs, like, I've seen you a few times, and you're always like, you've got a good crowd, you've got good atmosphere. Mm. Like, how do you sort of get that out of crowd? I don't know, actually. That's I always wonder the same thing because you kind of <laughs> just wander on stage and. I guess the main thing is you try and let the songs just do the yeah. do their work. Mm. Um, and I think when you've got feel-good music, maybe. Yeah, yeah like, that makes a big difference. I think a good gig is like a good relationship, though. Like, yeah. if both parties are putting in 100%, it's going to be all good. Yeah. But as soon as either side starts to drop the percentage, then it ends up becoming heavy either side. It's exactly yeah. like playing rugby. It is like <laughs> Yeah, rugby. everyone yeah. in a scrum has to be... Locked in. Locked in, okay. giving it 100%. If there's someone that isn't, then you know. We're full of analogies in this. Yeah, one. I like that because <laughs> yeah. it makes, terrible it, makes analogies. it easier for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think is it next year or like this year you're um, doing a tour with Thomas Heedon? Yeah, literally next month. Yeah, How yeah. did that come about? A couple of weeks. Um, we were just like, oh, we can't sell the venues ourselves. <laughs> basically, <laughs> we want to do bigger places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's it. <laughs> that's cool though. I was just like, oh, do you want to do it? He was like, yeah. Do you want to do it? I was like, yeah. Tom's yeah, a good friend fun. as well. Yeah. He's a really mm. lovely guy. Mm. That'll probably make it more fun. <laughs> I want to talk about, so like, I did hear in an interview that you did uh, about like some of your slower songs or like the ones you might have write, wrote in your room. Yeah. Um, could be to do with like how you're feeling in lockdown and like some things you were going Sorry, through. Sorry, I keep doing that way too much. <laughs> That's yeah. okay. Um, but like, do you think it's important to put that into music and like sort of express things you're going through in the world? Kind of yeah. Thing? <laughs> yeah, I feel like those songs are like slow. Each album, they're slowly creeping in more. If you yeah. know what I mean, like the, the percentage of that is going up. Um, well, I have like another side project as well where I just do specifically that. Like yeah. it's just where I'm venting all the time. Mm. I feel like it is very important because it. I mean, it obviously depends who you are. Like you either like doing that or you don't. Yeah. I feel like I do. Um, it helps me vent. It helps me figure out my problems. Mm. Um, like the, it kind of just comes to me. It's like natural therapy. Yeah. Where, God, Jesus Christ, <laughs> help me. And whereas I feel like with some people, they want to keep it a bit more quiet and, and, and not go into that too much. It, I, it really just depends on who you are as an artist and, and, and how you think and how you are, whether you want to be open about your own mental health or whatever or not. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, but for me, yeah, I like doing it. I like adding it to songs. Um, mm. And like, I feel like it's also quite useful on tour if you're touring. Touring can sometimes be a bit like, ugh, I'm tired or whatever. But when you go on yeah. stage and you're singing those songs, you're like, oh, like I can actually relate to that right now. Mm. I feel like people in the audience can relate to it as well. So it's a nice relationship. You can yeah. see where people are connected to that, and mm. it's yeah, it's a really nice thing to see. That's nice. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, Someone, I actually put like a poll on asking people questions. Someone says, what's your shoe size? Oh, so, uh, it's For that ten. one person, 10. ten. Okay, yeah. well, I'm glad they'll know. Where are they playing? They, oh, will she's be, playing? they will be. Oh my God. Okay, I definitely will see you in a minute. Yeah, oh, it's no. a 10. <laughs> I've got it. Nine point, it depends. Like with docs, it's 9.5 because you mm. have to get a bit less, but okay. everything else is 10. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. yeah. That's kind of the end of my question. Nice one, Leah. Thanks, mate. Smashed it, mate. Yeah, I forgot to say on the introduction as well. Silly me, I was going to mention this. Um, but yeah, the, the, these type of interviews that get set up at festivals and at gigs and that kind of stuff, it's, it's all set up through PR people. Um, and so it's it's a little bit shorter than usual. You know, you, you'll be used to conversation, longer conversations for about 45 minutes to an hour on this show. 
Uh, but sometimes you're just not given that amount of time, so you just have to do whatever you can do. Like when I brought out some podcasts uh, when we recorded from tram lines and that. You just don't get the time to like proper get involved. The busy people and they're live at the gigs, they've got a lot on, so you, you get about 15 minutes or so. So I think she did a great job. Thanks, Leah Dublin. Um, you're very much part of the RGM family. Thank you very much for. Uh, get, you out, out, get yourself out of your comfort zone and really cracking on. Nice one. So, yeah, that's another show, ladies and gentlemen. Plenty. Plenty coming up. Can't wait for you to listen to some of the guests that we've got coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Share the podcast with your friends. The a, the first place where you can find uh, all the information is on Twitter, at RGMPod. Join us on the Patreon family as well. All the links are in the description. There isn't a video episode of this episode, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, on YouTube, unfortunately. Uh, it was just an audio one, because that's all we could do at the time. Um, but, pop onto the archives, ladies and gentlemen. It's all hosted by Acast now, so all the archives for all the episodes. There's more than 60 episodes for you to delve into the archives and enjoy the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, thanks again for another week. My name's been Carl Maloney. Stay tuned. Yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks again. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.